Hi, I'm Nicole. I'm John. And I'm Jen. Welcome to Talk Murder to Me. Every week, John's going to tell us a story that we've never heard before while we drink. Let's get started. And here comes the news update. Do 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 do. All right. I don't know if you guys heard about this, but I thought it'd be really appropriate for our serial killing podcast. There was recently in the news an actual serial killer that got caught, and I don't want to like make jokes about this because it's, it's you know there are family members involved, right? But I do want to get the facts. So it's okay. pretty interesting. All right, so, okay. and I'll pull it up on the computer so you guys can see too. That's what I was going to ask. The Golden State Killer? Yeah, I sent you guys that in the text last night. I don't get text messages. I'm off the grid. That's Sorry. so weird. I didn't even look at it. But <laughs> I, like, I was heading to work when I saw it. But. Well, that's, we have this mind thing going on. We do. So. Well, yeah, we uh, out, but anyway, okay, go. Continue. Okay, so the Golden State Killer, right, um, he just got caught. And he was actually a police officer. The killer was a police officer? Yes, this guy that got caught, his name is... What? His name is Joseph James D'Angelo III. He's a former police officer. He murdered 12 people from 1976 to 1986. So he went on a 10-year murdering spree as a police officer, probably wearing his uniform, and he has hmm. raped at least 45 women. <gasps> And I was reading, wow. there's a few books written about him, and his, like, the thing he would say when he would break into the homes with his mask, he would say, shut up or I'll kill you. And there's actually a book that's, I think it's like, shut up, shut up, shut up, or I'll kill you. That's a book. It's about a victim that, you know, that mm-hmm. happened to. And anyway, this guy just got caught. Thank God he's 70. Two years old. He's a balding old man. And if you look at his... Here, can you... How'd they catch him? DNA. And not only DNA, the the great thing about the podcast, right? Um, the reason they really caught him, it, it was DNA. But there was a book that was recently written called I'll Be Gone in the Dark. Mm-hmm. It's a bestseller, New York Times bestseller, right? And it was about this one woman's like journey to try to catch this asshole. What? And it brought light on the situation. And it oh, brought wow. it brought people back into it. And they got re-engaged. And they case. got re-engaged and they caught him. And he was in his fancy ass subdivision and they arrested him. And he looks just like here, look at it. Alright, so this is the one they did in the seventies, right? Mm-hmm. Of the guy. Yeah. So tell me not this one, but this one. Tell me how close this is. It's pretty close. This is the guy. Look at his eye. Look how close his eyes are together. You see? Hmm. Pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. It's hard to tell yeah. since he's aged so much. Yeah. But wow, that's crazy. But um, he he actually got fired as a police officer because he broke into a well. He was he was called shoplifting. Uh, he was shoplifting a hammer and dog repellent. Oh well, that was probably used in so, crimes. Exactly right. So I guess the reason you would steal it and not buy it, so they can't link so it to can't, you. Yeah. Track cards. Um, yeah. So this guy's a piece of shit, That's and I hope he cash gets. Is king. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> cash <is> king. Yeah. <laughs> this guy. I hope he gets what's coming to him. Anyway, that was the news updates. No. All right. So that's getting us in the mood for some serial killings. So 
we have no idea what the story is about. Oh, yeah. All right. So here's the premise of the story or the premise of the podcast from now on. My co-host, Jen and Nicole, they don't know the story that I'm going to tell. That's correct. We have and, no clue what's about to happen. Yeah. So I've been researching the story for quite a while. Right. And so I'm going to tell them the story. And unfortunately, it's not really a ghost story and can be all creepy, but it's still a really well, good story. Serial killings are probably pretty creepy in its own right. So I told him that the family is German mm-hmm. and there's an apple, something with apples involved. So they actually made a drink that we're drinking. Right. Well, tell us about this drink. That's right. So um, so all we know is that um, German and apple. So we just had some bratwurst. Um, for dinner together in preparation for this podcast. And so I made an apple strudel martini, um, which is, um, let's see, what is it? Two parts vodka, two parts apple brandy, one part um, Goldschlager, uh, which I haven't had since college, one part lemon juice, and, and two parts apple juice. And 100 parts delicious yeah it's yeah, pretty good it's really good actually um if i do feel like it's more of a fall drink you do have Wait, a little slogger in here yeah oh jeez. yeah hmm. don't you remember those days when like oh my gosh it has little gold flecks no. in it i actually yeah. that was a super bad remember? yeah i know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have never had Goldschlager before. Really? So, yeah. Well, it, it definitely predates yeah. Fireball, which has gotten super popular for oh. the cinnamon, which, yeah, I don't know. Fireball, no, no. No way, Jose. So, yeah, so we're drinking this apple strudel drink. I'm pretty pleased with it. Um, so we're we're nice and full from our bratwurst. And um, and so hopefully we'll understand where this German and apple theme comes from. Yeah. All right, get us started. Once upon a time. Once upon a I, what's the, so yeah, where where are we where is the story taking place? Okay, well first I want to set up the story a little bit. <laughs> the reason I am really excited about this story is because and everyone else talks about this family is serial and they are, they're gruesome, awful people, serial killers. But I look at them, and I know you'll appreciate this, as entrepreneurs. That's kind of that's kind of twisted. Don't it you think? is twisted, and I'm going to go into that. But okay. um, these serial killers are serial killers in general. It's hard to make a generalized statement. No, 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 because this there's a difference. If you're all right, so if you're like the Zodiac killer, he has no care about money, right? But these killers, if they're killing primarily for profit. They're entrepreneurs. Oh, well. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Okay. All right. All right. So, you know that there's some German involved, and you know there's something with apples. So, um, Oh, I think I'm getting a clearer (laughs) picture. I mean, all I can think about is like a poison apple from Snow White. I mean, I think it has something to do with our friend Steve Jobs and his apples, but... I, I don't know. I feel like the story is going to be a little bit earlier in time. Than that. Yeah. All right. Okay. Put yourself back to 1873. Well, I was definitely way off, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> when did you think it was? She thought it had to do with Apple iPhone. Oh, no. No, this is 1873. This is way before yeah. cars, computers, you know, Tinder, way before this stuff. So, all right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell a story from almost the ending 
Wait, I shouldn't say that because this story doesn't have an ending. What do you mean? The killers have never been caught. No one to this day knows what happened to these killers. Well, I'm, I'm, I feel like we're safe to assume that they're dead by now. They are dead by now <laughs> because this was, uh, this was literally 150 years ago. But do, do you know, and I think, it's, I think this is human nature. As humans, we don't like things that go unanswered. Like unanswered questions. No, unfinished business yeah. is actually has to do with. Um, man, I literally just finished this class. <laughs> it does. No, it is in a counseling theory that one of the theories to resolve. Uh, it, one of the points is to resolve unfinished business, and I think it's actually the Gestalt theory, if I remember correctly. Mm, he sounds like a smart guy. Well, is he German? Oh, he is German. That is a German name. Actually, Gestalt was <gasps> oh my not God, the founder. He was involved? No, the founder was actually uh, a man by the last name of Pearls. Um, so, and and he and his daughter actually de- um, worked to develop this theory. Um, but it's one of the main points of the theory is um, to help clients um, finish their unfinished business. Yeah, because we hate we hate that. Like, I mean, it's not. It's just with anything, like a story that goes unfinished. When you don't know the ending, it bugs us. It just bugs the hell out of us. True. It's like why closure is so important. Yeah, closure, and that's why you don't ghost people. Yeah, you don't ghost people on Tinder. Fucked up, man. Yeah. So this story is still on, and there's still historians today. They're still making it their life mission to to solve this thing, and it's like. 150 years ago, the people are already dead, obviously. Okay, so I'm going to tell you this story, not from the beginning. And not I'm not trying to tease you guys, but I feel like this is the best way to tell this story. Because this story is really, it's got a lot of moving parts. Okay, so we're going to start our story in 1873, on April 30th. In the wee hours, in the dawn... I mean, as soon as the sun was coming up, even before, there was uh, Colonel Edward York. He was a state senator of Kansas, and he was a badass mofo, right? And he was rustling up an entire posse, probably 12 to 20 roughnecks, right, to ride with him. And he was coming out of Fort Scott. And this is in Kansas. So... If you guys are from, not familiar with geography, Kansas, do you know where Kansas is, Jen? I do know where Kansas is. I don't know if my sister does because she's not very <laughs> good with the states, but go on. Do you know where Kansas is? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was <laughs> third place in my school's geography. <laughs> oh, really? I lost a spelling bee once because I couldn't spell nauseous. <laughs> That's a hard word. I, it is hard. N-A-U-S-E-A-U, right? Nauseous, no. Oh, don't ask me to spell it. That's what I got eliminated on. I think there's a lot of... Yeah. (laughs) I'm getting nauseous spelling, nauseous. Okay, so April 30th, 1873, Colonel York, Colonel Edward York rounds up his posse of roughnecks. They got rifles, they got pistols, and they are, at least he is, he is pissed. Why? Because he is on a mission to find his brother that has been missing for six weeks. His brother 
was Dr. William York. He was a prominent physician, well-known, well-liked. Everyone loved this guy. What was he well-known for? He was the best physician in southeastern Kansas. Well, so if you, if you, all right, so if you think about Kansas, it's right above Oklahoma. If you don't know geography, look for the finger. That's Oklahoma. It's like the finger. The it looks. No, Oklahoma. A pointer like finger, a not a middle finger, finger. finger yeah, just to be clear. The pointing finger, that's Oklahoma, right above Texas. The state above that is Kansas. So if you go right to the... Yeah, it looks like a point. It's a point. They're it's not pointing. a panhandle, it's a pointer finger. It's a point. It's like a point. What? Oklahoma okay. is... If you are Can you please at your pull out a map hand, for... Uh, if you look at your left hand... It's the panhandle. Yeah, but it oh, looks like okay. a... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are yeah. you kidding? That's, you guys it looks like a pointer finger? It looks no, like a finger. No, I don't call it a pointer finger. finger. I just wanted to clarify for our listeners hey, that he's not talking about states giving people a, a finger. Our, no. The our listeners of, I thought of that was all Florida. ages, like third grade too, you know, oh. we're, we're doing this on a fourth grade level here. So it's a finger on the map. Okay, anyway, above that is Kansas. Florida has a panhandle. I'll give you that. Thank you. Can I tell my story? Okay. At the very the very bottom of Kansas, to the very right, right above the Oklahoma border, is where this entire story takes place. Okay. Okay. So on April... You want to say something, Jen? Well, I was just going to... You just kind of jump in. You. And I just wanted to add about a fact that's not really related at all, but a fun fact about Kansas is that if you are familiar with Kansas City, and I found this out a couple of years ago... if Kansas City is a city that is in Kansas, but it's also a city that's in Missouri. But when you think about Kansas City, Missouri, and Kansas City, Kansas is actually the same city. It's just divided between two state lines. That is true. That's wild. Isn't that crazy? That is. is true, and it's insanely inefficient, too, for, right. for the post office. Well, yeah. Because there's probably a lot of lost mail that goes to the... Maybe not. Hey, I think I can actually one-up you on your fun facts of the day. Um, you know I didn't the know slogan? it was a contest, but... <laughs> it's always a contest. Well, this Do you true. know the, the slogan for Texas, don't mess with Texas? Yes. Okay, that was actually spawned from an anti-littering campaign in the 80s. <laughs> it was on... They, they put signs up with, you know, the litter signs that you yep. see on the... It says, don't mess this place up. It was, don't mess with Texas. Is and that it was, like crying man? What do you mean, crime man? Burning man? No. Nope. I don't know what he's talking about. But that was an anti-litter. I mean, isn't that cool? No. That is, I mean. Well, I guess it didn't one up yours. Okay, anyway, 1873. At least mine was related. Yeah, that's true. Well, mine's, nope. mine comes into the story. Go on. I'll make it fit. Go on with it, will ya? <laughs> Colonel Edward Mustard. York. No, Colonel. Colonel Sanders and his gang of chickens. Colonel Edward York is on a mission because his brother, the prominent physician, Dr. William York, has been missing. And he was very well loved, right? So he mounts his horse and he rides out. And he knows where he's going because he's been there. In fact, he's been there the night before. He's going to the Bender Inn, the family of the Benders, because they know something about his brother, he was there just the other day, literally 18 hours before. Why are you staring at me like that? Well, I just want to know how he knew that the Benders knew anything about his brother. Well, I'll get to that, but... Oh, sorry. Go on. Being a, uh, a veteran of the Civil War 
And I mean, this dude was a freaking awesome guy. Just reading about him. He was amazing. And he was like very intelligent. So he knew right off the bat that this family, if they didn't have something to do with it, they knew something about it. Do you think that the benders went on a killing bender? Maybe. Anyway, so they ride out to this cabin and this cabin is on the the Osage Trail. The Osage Trail is the trail. And think about it. This is way back in the day, literally 150 years ago. There was no Interstate I-26. The Osage Trail is now part of Route 66. But back in those days, that was the main road of travel for all homesteaders. And I'll get into homesteading a little bit. But Colonel York and his posse, they ride out to go visit the benders to try to get some information, right? And they're coming up close to the cabin, and he tells them, he tells his men, okay, you know, the sun's coming up now. He's like, all right, they're probably about 100 yards away. He's like, all right, half of you guys go left. Let's flank left. The other half will go right. We're going to surround this cabin. Because they they weren't going to knock on the door. Like, they knew exactly what they were going to take these people, you know. They were going to apprehend these people, right? And he wasn't a police officer. So this was literally vigilantes. He was in the military, obviously, and he was a state senator. But back then, you didn't really have to have a search warrant to do this type of stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so they they get close to the cabin, and they have their rifles drawn, and they start yelling at the benders mm-hmm. because they know they're in there. They say stuff like, come on out, benders, we know you're in there. Hmm? Come on out with your hands up. Stuff like that, you know. Because it's 1873. Yes, yeah, and they all talk like that. We're going to shoot this place to smithereens. You know, stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> so Those rascals. <laughs> those, yeah, right? Those, so anyway, they surround this cabin, and they start inching closer. And then they what they notice is, all right, these guys aren't coming out. At all. They know this family is in there. It's a family. Keep like, in mind. Like, like a mom and dad. And a it's a mom. A, no, a mom and dad. Ma Bender, which we're going to get to. Pa Bender. John Jr., which is 25-year-old Good son. Good Bob. Good <laughs> John Jr., 25-year-old son. And then Kate Bender, which we're definitely going to get into Kate Bender in a little bit, right? Okay. So... They know they're in there. They start inching closer, inching closer, but they don't, they, they like can see through the, they have one window in the front of the cabin mm-hmm. and we can actually pull up pictures of this too. It's really cool because this story was actually during the time when photography was just now a thing. Oh. So in fact, the first pictures ever taken really to be published in like modern newspapers was of this crime scene, huh. which like fueled it even more and it's really cool to see the actual crime scene you know from those old ass pictures so they they surround the cabin and they're getting closer and the cabin is not very big it's a makes they just they made it three years ago it's a makeshift cabin right it's literally the size of this room probably 800 square feet Mm -hmm. not even that 600 square feet right so they're surrounded they get closer and then they notice okay they're there's either three things number one they're in there armed and ready to kill us. Number two, they're dead because they could have been killed by Indians. They could have been killed by bandits. They could have been anything, you know, wild wolves, whatever. Or number three, they're gone, which is 
probably unlikely because he was just there 18 hours ago. Mm-hmm. Right? So Colonel York demounts his horse and he tell he says, All right, hold your fire, don't shoot. You know, we're all around this cabin. He demounts his horse. One of his posse members goes with him. He goes up to the door, and they kind of look in the window. You know how they do. Like, the police officers always, they don't want to put their body in front of them. Because if they had a rifle or something. Can I just add something? When you were talking about that, all I can think of was the Pink Panther theme. So (laughs) We can add that in there. (laughs) Wait, that's probably copywritten. (laughs) 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 So, they... All right, so Colonel York goes up to the door, right? It's this wooden door. It's not like the door we have now. It's That's way better quality, obviously. This was literally probably a plank. And he kicks it in. He kicks it so hard it actually comes off the hinges, right? And this guy, and the dust settles because it's all dusty. And Colonel York runs in there with his other posse member, right? And the other guys are, I mean, they have the whole thing surrounded. They're, they're about to shoot out, all-out war, right? Mm-hmm. And... Once they get into that into the cabin, Colonel York is astounded by what he finds. Do you guys want to guess what he finds? Bodies, weapons of mass destruction, mm-hmm. WMDs. What is it? They find not shit. There's nothing in there. It's completely empty. Well, that was a misleading question. It is misleading, and I'm sorry to do that, but. If you kind of get into the psychology of it, I'm about to tell you about this family. Think about this empty cabin. They've been living in this cabin for three years. Even in those days, if you were to go into someone's cabin, no matter how small and simple it is, they have family heirlooms. They have things of sentiment value. You know, now we have pictures on the wall. Even if you were to go into an abandoned building today that was once a home, you could kind of tell that there was a life in there, right? Mm-hmm. This was nothing. It was it was desolate. It was nothing. Like like they just cleared out. They cleared out. Like there was no furniture. No, it was, they, there was no furniture to begin with. Well, there was a table, and they were actually sleeping on pallets. I don't know if that was. I mean, think about it. There's probably not like mattress firms. Like every three miles. No, but I'm pretty sure that in the 1800s they had mattresses. I mean, you think about they did have mattresses, but yeah, I'm going to go into this family. Oh, but keep God. that in mind. Keep in the empty cabin in mind because this, like, when I was doing my research on this family, like that kept coming to my mind because there's nothing in there, and it really symbolizes the emptiness of this family because this is a really, really screwed up family. Okay, well, it kind of sounds like these guys are the killers already. Or yeah. are they? <laughs> Sorry for the teaser, but it's the best way to do this story. Oh, that's not the beginning? No. The end. We're going to get into, oh. if you want it, all right, so. I mean, I, okay, all right, you got me my attention. I thought that was the beginning of the story. And and I was like, well, what's the point of this whole thing if we know that that's what, how it's going to. Well, know? that, all right, so. I thought it began with a search. All these, no, it did not begin, it ended with a search, and it's the best way to tell it. Well, I'll be damned. (laughs) Okay, well, it's never really ended, but the last concrete event that took place was the search, right? Mm -hmm. And upon entering the house, Colonel York found absolutely nothing. He found half-eaten fruit, he found dishes that were still in, you know, dirty, he found 
half poured cups of coffee. There was still a candle lit. Hmm. There's nothing. Upon like first entering, there was no benders. There was nothing. So he doesn't know yet if these guys did anything. He was just there to question them. But his suspicion was definitely sparked. So if you wanted to find these benders, and he didn't really know this at the time because he's not from the area. Like, if if you really knew him, where would you look? Well, okay. Previous neighbors and people that have interacted with the benders knew a few things. They knew the only two people in that family of four that spoke any English was Kate and her brother John Jr. Pa Bender and Ma Bender didn't speak any English whatsoever. They spoke German. So they were German immigrants, especially Pa Bender. He was... let me, let me put, paint a picture of this guy in your head. So he's he's about 6'2". He's 62, 65 years old, somewhere around there. He's bitter. He's an alcoholic. He hates everything. He hates his wife. He, he sounds lovely. He's a... Yeah, and he's... And, and number one fact, he's a bear. He's a grizzly bear, right? Literally. He's stout. <laughs> well, not literally. He's but. huge. Right? He's 6'2", he's huge, he's wide, and he's got this grizzly beard. Literally, he, they, they actually refer to him like a grizzly bear. He's huge. You wouldn't want to mess with him. And he's extremely bitter. And everyone that has had contact with him in the past, even though he doesn't speak any English, they know that he's yelling in German, you know. So, anyway, that would be the first place you want to look. And that's going to take us back to Germantown, New York where this family started from, okay? Supposedly, this family originates from Germantown, New York. Now, Pa Bender is the only one that is for certain that he's either from the German area or the Netherlands, which some people call it Holland, but Holland's not a country. By the German area, would you be referring to Germany? Yeah, Netherlands is a country. Was it? I said by the German area, would you be referring to Germany? Yeah, Germany. So he's from Germany, immigrated. It may have been Prussia back. No, it wasn't Prussia. It was Germany. Either way, he's from Germany. He's from that area German, right? Okay. He comes to immigrate to the United States where he settles in, obviously, Germantown, New York. And there's no records that really pinpoint anyone here. But it's very, very well assumed that these guys came from here. Okay. Mm-hmm. And there is where he met Ma Bender. Now, Ma Bender, her real name... And she may not even be German at all. She's a character. Her name, her real name is Alamira. Supposedly. Now, there's there's not Ancestry.com. There's no records or anything. So this is like, you know, a lot of speculation here. But she was the real mother of her daughter, Kate. And those two were the only biologically related people in that family. What? Yes, so they're just a whole bunch of like bandits. This story gets better. Okay. Yes. Huh. Okay. In so Germantown, Ma and Kate are related. Ma is the true mother of Kate. Ma, we know for a fact, is the true mother of Kate. Okay. Now, Ma had a few vices in life. She loved money a lot, and oh, she Leo. yeah, <laughs> and she loved. I wouldn't know. I don't have any. <laughs> yeah, we none of us do. She loved money and she loved wealthy men. And gold digger. And back then get the money <laughs> when I'm in need. 
Back then, and she's a trifling. Brandy, <laughs> oh, she's a gold digger. She was a gold digger for real. Oh, this girl started it. Not girl, woman, older age woman, oh, but in her so prime. She's a cougar too. In her no, she is not a, not anymore. She's been a, kind of abused by time, mother time, right? Well, that's a, well, that doesn't mean <laughs> she's not a, a cougar. Isn't there a next stage cougar? Like, isn't there another level? Like, uh, or leopard something? or something. I think that's a thing. When you're when you're too old to be a jaguar, maybe that's yes, right. Jaguar. I think you're a jaguar. I've never heard of that. Yes, jaguar. But well, I, I must admit, I am a fan of the show Cougar Town. Well, there you go. I am too. Anyway, so what? do you like that show? It's a pretty good show. I like You've it. You've seen that yeah, show? Yeah, I just watched it. It's written by the same guy as show. Scrubs. Yes, yeah, good show. It's a good show. I, uh, I have lost a lot of respect. Yeah, uh, baby. Anyway. Okay, so Ma Bender, right? I'm just going to refer to her as Ma because right. her name is Almira, but All right, Ma. she's Ma from now on, okay? And her name wasn't even Bender. It was Her last name was Meek or something. So Al, whatever, it wasn't Almira. her last name. I thought that was like her last name and you weren't giving her No, that name. was her first name. Her last name is M-E-I-K, supposedly. Meek. Meek. That's her last name, supposedly. So she married to Paul? None of these people are named Bender. So, but is she married to Pa? Just let me get there. All right. Ma, I got, I got a, this is very complex okay, story. we'll get to it, won't you? It's very complex. Ma Bender loves money and she, and the best way to get money, right, is to, you know, hitch some wealthy ass man, right? I mean, that was my plan when I moved to Charleston. I mean, <laughs> that, that should be everyone's Mine plan. Too. Anyway, she Mine. played it up. I mean, she had 12 husbands before, 12 like Elizabeth Taylor status. She was known as a, well, today she's known as a black widow, right? So all of her husbands, rest in peace, died slow um, medical deaths, a.k.a. she poisoned the shit out of these guys. Every one of them, all 12 of them. She kills all 12 of these husbands. And she was living off this money. So she was wealthy, right? She was living off all this cash coming in from these people. I mean, whatever... Robber barons, real estate, whatever they were doing, you know, she may have been a mistress to some of them, but she was still collecting the cash and then she would just kill them off. So she was a black widow and her son or excuse me, her daughter, Kate, real name, Katie, we're going to refer to her as Kate. Um, she grew up in that lifestyle, probably in Germantown, New York, seeing that, seeing mama with all these different men killing these men and on top of that. Mama Bear here was also a prostitute. She was... Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, she was selling her body. So Kate saw that. And then what happened, as soon as Ma started to age, she didn't make as much money. She had to take over the family business. She was getting, you know, l- less less looks from the, you know, the, the men. They weren't really uh, attracted to her like they were, you know, in the past. Mm-hmm. So, but old Kate Bender, her daughter, was getting around the age of 15, 16. She's coming up in the world, and the guy started to notice it. So, she followed Mama's, you know, way of life, right? So, she started pickpocketing on the streets, and then she started prostitution. The apple does not far fall from the tree. Exactly. Oh, I see what you did there with the apple. That is not the reason we're drinking apple martinis. (laughs) Apple strudel. Apple strudel martinis. Anyway, so right. she started seeing this, okay. and then she started acting on it. But she she's an entrepreneur, man. She had like 
she had bigger aspirations in mind, right? She had bigger goals in life. More than just throwing around. Well, not that. All right, think about it. She wanted, she liked the money because it provided freedom. But she wanted a more stable freedom, not killing off these guys. It would take forever. You'd have to marry this guy. Even if it's common law, you have to like. Go, time, yes, yeah. an investment. So she was more of the quick money getting type of girl. Get rich faster, die driving. Yeah. And she she saw that. And so she wanted to do things her own way, right? She doesn't like this investment of getting men, telling them you love them. Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> Who has you time know? for that? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, this is the new century. She's ready to, I mean, she's she's a hustler, you know? And she's, and this is why I like this story because she is an entrepreneur. You can tell. So she had, and she not only that, but the husbands are dying off, right? Ma's then killed all the husbands off. So she's the breadwinner now, and Ma hates that. Oh, Ma's jealous. Yeah, so Ma's jealous. So Kate, what she does is she decides to go out on her own. Well, she includes the family, but she does a different venture than just killing off these old timey farts, right? So. Is Ma and Pa together at this point, or have they not gotten together yet? Within this time period, they do get together. I do not think that they were married at all, because he has a completely different heritage, too. We think that he is actually the only one from Germany. Mm -hmm. Even though Kate and John have a German accent, Ma Bender pretends that she doesn't know English, but... It has come out that she actually does know English. So she may not be from Germany, per se, but they definitely met in a German immigrant town. Okay. So okay. either, I don't, I don't, after doing my research. So when you think about it back then, like all the German immigrants, they, they've all moved to the same yeah, town. Yeah, exactly. So they all speak the same Exactly. Language. And that's why it's called Germantown. Yeah. Yeah, and there was a lot of German towns, not just New York. I mean, all over. I mean, still right. today, you know. Right, yeah. So it makes sense. Okay. Isn't so, it funny how, like, towns are named? Yeah. I mean, think about it. We live in Mount Pleasant, and it is quite nice. Here. It is pleasant. I'll it, give them that. It is. It's like having like a, a Charlestown and a Charleston. Yeah, Charles. Yeah, it used to be Charlestown. And did you know that it used to be Charlestown? Yeah. Well, in Charleston, but there are Charlestown and other places, like too. in Boston. Well, there's a Charleston in West Virginia. It's the yeah. capital, right? But but when but Charleston is actually to pay homage. To King Charles. Yeah, the Great second. Britain. King Charles yeah. II. Sorry. Oh, well, you already knew that, so I don't know why I even... Well, Sometimes I forget that you guys have already been living here, and I'm maybe, not delivering yeah. new information. Maybe all two of our listeners didn't know uh, that. <laughs> King Charles II was a notorious womanizer, which is why Charleston is the W-H-O-R-E town it is today. Charleston's not a whore town. Charleston is a town of fun. Yes, it is. He I mean, brought. It's fun, but it's not a whole Charleston thing. used to be a very strict town. I mean, think about all the churches here. You think there's all these the holy it's city, the holy city, exactly. And it wasn't until Charles or King Charles II moved in, and he he was kind of a liberal, and he abolished all the laws. Like, you know, you can't have sex with unless you're married, and you can't go out and party. Women can't be out. Like all those were laws. He abolished all of them, and Charleston became a haven for people to come down and. With their mistresses, and it became a whore town. I'm sorry, it is. Hmm. Charleston's a whore town. We live in a whore town. Well, we need to get back to the middle finger state or the panhandle, oh, whatever you want to call it. 
Okay, so somewhere in this time period, Kate and Ma, they hook up with Pa Bender, right? And his that's not his name either either. His um his real name supposedly is John Flicker Flickinger. And that's why we're calling him Pa Bender. Yeah, so I'm gonna call him Pa from now on. And also the brother, John Jr. Bender. Real name John Gebhart may or may not be related to Kate. So that's why I'm trying to build the suspense because I say family and then you think of that empty ass cabin. This isn't even a real freaking family per se. They're like acquaintances. Yeah. So Ma and Kate are guaranteed the same of the same blood, but they most likely met John Jr. Now, John Jr. could have been Ma's son from a different husband. Keep that in mind. Okay. So they could be related, which that could be a very high possibility that Kate and John are related. Makes sense. But not from the same dad. Exactly. But as as you'll definitely need to know later, Pa Bender is not related to Kate, even though that's her father. Anyway. Okay. Let's get on this, man. Let's get, let's drive through this. Okay, so Kate wants to make some money. And at this time period, the Civil War ended. Okay, this is 1873. Yeah. The Civil War is done. The whole economy of the nation is in freaking peril, right? And the Indians, right, were being relocated to other areas. Basically, we were kicking them out. Freaking, I mean, it is what it is, right? So the country was in economic peril. The U.S. government says, okay, we need to do something about this shit. Like, this is bad. What they did was when they kicked the Indians out, they moved for Kansas, where we are. They moved those Indians, the Osage Indians. They moved them to tribes in Oklahoma Mm -hmm. to their own community. And they opened up parts of Kansas through the Osage Trail. Mm -hmm. And they said they they enacted the uh, Homesteading Act, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so what the Homestead Act did in 1862 was they opened up 270 million acres. That's 10% of the entire United States to 1.6 million homesteaders. They said, Hey, right. If you're willing to pick up your family and all your belongings, you can move to anywhere in this region and start anew. You can start destiny. You can, you can have land for free. Think about that. Like think about today, but they would never give you land for free. But back then, they were in such desperation that they did that. And people would relocate, and they all would go through that Osage Trail. Mm -hmm. They'd all travel up there. So also, keep this in mind. If the government said, hey, Jen, you can relocate if you want. You have to come to within this region. You're going to take all your wealth, right? You're taking everything. You can't. You're not going to have two homes. You can't leave it behind. On your wagon, you're taking everything that you own all your money, everything, all your jewelry, yep. everything. So keep that in mind, right? So, like the Oregon Trail. Exactly. So, Kate Bender, being the entrepreneur minded spirit she is, and tired of prostitution, because there's one report that she was ravishly raped to the point of almost death, which may play into her hatred of men, right? She decides she sees a golden freaking opportunity. There are people traveling on this trail with 
all of their wealth. Think about it. In today's dollars, these this means like some of these people would be like $200,000, $300,000 traveling. Mm-hmm. They got everything they own. Right. Some of these are wealthy people. Mm-hmm. And they're out in the open. And the open was dangerous enough, right? There wasn't local police everywhere pulling you over. I mean, there was, there was all kinds of wildlife, number one, but the Indians were still killing people. You know, there were bandits. There were highway robberies. There were high, they call them highwaymen. Mm-hmm. They'd hold you up. And they wouldn't say, give me all your money and I'll let you go. No, they, the first thing they do is cap you. They don't want any witnesses. They, they would shoot you in the head and then take all your money. So it was dangerous enough. So Kate Bender saw a golden opportunity. She said she could go down there and do it better. Right? So she got all these plans, all these plots of land, and she, she literally spent months doing this during her time prostituting. She's looking at all these plots of land. And she picks out the perfect one. It was right off the Osage Trail, mm-hmm. back in the back. And she says, at the time, the whole family was together. She says, John, or excuse me, Pa, and I don't know if they were going by benders back then. But they said, hey, Pa and John, you guys go out and secure this land in Kansas, southeastern, southeastern Kansas. Mm-hmm. You secure this land and build us a cabin. Make sure it's off the beaten tra- uh, trail. Mm-hmm. Put up a small sign that says grocery. And plant some apple orchards around. Mm-hmm. You know? Because it makes us look like we're farmers. A.K.A. we don't want to be seen. We want to be completely concealed. In fact, you could not see this Bender Tavern. If you're coming like over the trail, you can't see it until you're about 100 feet away from it. You don't know what the shit they were going to do there. She knew that. She planned for months. Hmm. Literally planning like a real estate developer, right? They go down there and they build this badass cabin. A couple months later, her mom and Kate go down there with her. Mm-hmm. So anyway, interesting side note. Ma Bender, being the, the poisonous she was, she brought the steam trunk, which is a big-ass trunk, kind of like a bedside trunk. Yeah. Two-thirds of that steam trunk was filled of poisons and arsenics. Oh, jeez. She was dedicated to her craft. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, so. So that wasn't even speculation before. Like, she literally killed these men with poison. Yeah, she like, de- confirmed. Yes, confirmed. Easy. No, the numbers are not confirmed, but they are up there because that was her life. Right. Well, it, she had 12 husbands and they all 12 died. All t- Yeah, all 12. 12. All 12 died, yes. From what the reports say. What a poison apple. But she was poisoning them slowly. Apple. That's the thing. She was poisoning them real slowly. They would die off mm. after weeks and so weeks and weeks. Like exactly. Yeah. So they literally died from illness and it took forever. Leverage Redemption comes to IMDb TV and the con is on and more exciting than ever. The team reunites as they take justice into their own hands, not to mention adding a few new exciting recruits. For this crew, the stealing is mutual. There's no shortage of bad guys, and the con game has only gotten more complicated. Don't miss out on the action-packed heist and discover why crime is fun when you're the good guys. Leverage Redemption, streaming free July 9th on IMDb TV. IMDb TV is available on Fire TV, Roku, or anywhere Prime Video is available. 
Leverage Redemption comes to IMDb-TV, and the con is on and more exciting than ever. The team reunites as they take justice into their own hands, not to mention adding a few new exciting recruits. For this crew, the stealing is mutual. There's no shortage of bad guys, and the con game has only gotten more complicated. Don't miss out on the action-packed heist and discover why crime is fun when you're the good guys. Leverage Redemption, streaming free July 9th on IMDb-TV. IMDb-TV is available on Fire TV, Roku, or anywhere Prime Video is available. And then Kate Bender like fast money. So she saw this. I mean, she saw, she knew that all these travelers with $200,000, I mean, in today's dollars, right? probably a couple thousand back then, they were taking all their wealth up there. Right. Yeah. What a genius to see that, like the, the entrepreneurial spirit. No one says that about her. But maybe wow. she should write a textbook. Uh, maybe. Well, I think Business 101. Okay. So, so they build a cabin. They build a cabin, secluded as shit. Um, from the Osage Trail, but it's still noticeable. And they have a makeshift sign. They told Pa Bender to go write the sign. He doesn't know any damn English. Yeah, it said, the wrong person. Asked. It said grocery. <laughs> it said grocery. Did it actually say grocery? Yeah, grocery. G-R-O-C-R-Y. Grocery. That's what it said. Yeah, that's what it said. And it was off the beaten trap. But you see the sign, because think about it. If you're a homesteader, you're traveling for weeks. Right. And you have all this cash. You stop at the nearby towns. You see some uh, grocery. Not, not only do you have to feed yourself, you have to feed your horses. So he, they're, they put the sign out so people would stop. Them. They put the sign out. People stop. If you're traveling, you've been traveling like for two days and you're on this trail. It's hot as shit. You know, your horse is like probably about to peel over and die. Yeah. You want to stop for some groceries. Right. And they had oats there and stuff in the cabin. So you stop and get a home cooked meal and then get a nice Nice rest of sleep before you, and you won't stay overnight. It's not like you're booking it for two weeks. You probably only sleep three hours. It's not like you have a checkout time. Like a rest stop. Yeah, like a rest stop, which is funny. Keep that in mind hmm. because the actual site now, okay, so where the historical marker is right now that says all about the bloody benders is located at a rest stop. Oh, oh. there you go. You pull into the rest stop and there it is. Oh, it's the historical marker. So it fits the uh, it fits the analogy. Kate and Ma go down there now. Kate, Kate is into witchcraft, obviously, because well, not witchcraft, spiritualism. So at the time, during this time after the Civil War, a lot of people have died. So it's this branch of spiritualism, it was called spiritualism, kind of the occult, not witchcraft per se, but like numerology, astrology. Tarot cards. Uh, tarot cards. Talk to your dad, husband that died in the war. That became really big, right? And she saw that as an entrepreneur. She saw that, and she she is a self proclaimed spiritualist. This is her ad in the paper. This is an actual ad that she had put out in 1872. It says, uh, "Miss Katie Bender can heal all sorts of diseases. Can cure blindness, fits, deafness, and such diseases. Also, deaf and dumbness." Residents 14 miles east of Independence, that's Kansas, on the road from Independence to Osage Mission, Osage Mission Trails, same thing, one and one half miles southeast of Norhead Station, hmm. Katie Bender. So that was an actual ad that she had put out in the paper. Well, I mean, she clearly didn't proofread it. She mentions deafness twice. How common was that? <laughs> well, I, I don't know if she had a Grammarly account back then, but... <laughs> well, she should have invested. It's the best decision I made. I so know, far. right? So, 
And not only that, but she was she was actually really good at it. So when they moved down there, it took about six months for them to start whacking people off, right? Like whacking people off. Yeah. It took six months. For- it took six months for them to start killing people. Okay. So during that time, she had to build up some sort of bankroll, and she was a spiritualist. So they would they would have a grocery, right? They would sell oats, tobacco, a grocery. They would sell you know horse maintenance. Johnny Junior was the the horse maintenance guy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And one si- hand. One side note to to get a good picture of John Junior in your mind. Think uh, kind of tall. Some say handsome, but he has this he. He's one of those people that laugh at just random times, right? Giggles for no reason. So a lot of people thought he had a mental disorder, hmm. which he may have. Just to get, yeah, yeah, it's a good descriptor, actually. Yeah. So something's off about him. So a lot of the locals, actually, especially the female locals, right, use Kate Bender and her services, and actually recommended her to a lot of people. They thought she was really good. She there's a lot of accounts of her actually finding. Missing stuff, like missing articles, you know, like sheep or, or rings. You know, uh-huh. there's a lot of accounts of her actually doing something that worked. Hmm. And she would do tarot readings for like five cents and, and this the sorts. Well, it kind of makes me wonder if she was like, if she came in with the mindset of this as a as a business, could she have also been involved in taking those items? Yeah. Interesting. Most likely, all the items that they sold were redistributed and taken and taken. Because, as as I'll start to show you, like people that come to visit, they got to get rid of the evidence. And if they're carrying something, well, they can sell it. No, I'm talking about like the people that went to her for her spiritualism. Like, like what makes me wonder if maybe she was also involved in some petty crime before to get those people to come to her. So that she could find oh, the items. I don't know. Maybe that's a really good point. Um, we'll never know. Th- there is a story. And all right. So a lot of the, the, the farmers, the men did not want their wives to spend money on this girl. Right. Because number one, Kate Bender was extremely beautiful. Extreme. And I know I say that about all my murderous women, but she was she had a strong. They, they said she had an eagle face. And I don't know what celebrity I can really tell you about, but it, a, a big jawline, right? Very prominent jawline. Like Angelina Jolie. Yeah, maybe like Angelina. But she had really strong presence. And she was very smart. She read all the occult and all this stuff, and she was really knowledgeable in, mm-hmm. in medical issues, you know? So, and she, she had like black hair or kind of like brownish hair. She was very pretty, and she had a like a kind of a German accent. And I mean, think about it. This is miles away from nowhere. Okay, so mm-hmm. yeah, you see this girl, the prettiest girl you ever seen in your life, and you ever will see in your life because you've seen no one else, right? All right. So, and she would dress the nines, and she used that, like she would practice to seduce men. I mean, she learned it from her mama, right? She was prostituting, right? So she knows what make guys tick, and she knows they just want sex, and she. She would play that. She'd play that card all day long. So anyway, um, and uh, what I was trying to get to is there's one story where this wife goes and like accuses Kate of turning into a cat, mm-hmm. sneaking into their home and having sex with her, her husband and then transforming back into a cat 
and then leaving. Oh, I mean, I thought you were talking about some bestiology shit for a second, but, you know, that, that makes more sense, right? I mean, that could have been involved, too. But, so, that was Kay Bender. So, she had a side hustle, but these were for appearances. Um, John, or Pa Bender, excuse me, would was a farmer. Was he making any money? Shit, no. Right? Do you know what they're real, how they really made money? All right, so, they had three rules before they killed someone. And obviously, they're serial murderers, right? Because mm-hmm. we wouldn't be covering this. Three rules they can never break. And Kate was the ringleader. Everyone looked up to her, and they shut their freaking mouth when she was talking. She was a bad-ass girl, right? A bamf. A, yeah, she was a bamf. 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 Are ba- we going to have, like, a weekly oh, bamf. Like, vocabulary oh, lesson? Ba- yeah, badass motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I got you. <laughs> she was a bamf. I don't like that word. It doesn't sound good. Bamf. If. All right. All we right. can cut it. Go yeah. ahead. I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back from what Colonel York, when he busted in that door. And this will really paint the picture. Okay, so. Wait, but why aren't we just jumping off from where we were, where she was? Because I want to show you what's what was under the cellar. Don't you want to know what was under the cellar? There was nothing in the house, but there was something under the cellar. Go on. Yeah. You had my attention. All right. All right. Then. <laughs> Colonel York. He is. As soon as he breaks down the door, he knows no one's home. Right. And he sees, like I said, an empty cabin. But he well, notices. It's not, it's not empty. There's, there's just no. There's no people there, but he does notice something from his life in the Civil War. He notices a very slight scent that is familiar to him from his wartime. And this scent is was kind of being covered up by that candle. And the candle was on the table, just like the candle is now. Right? Mm-hmm. So it kind of twitches his nose, you know, a little bit. He walks over there, and he kind of looks under the table. And there's a door. A trap door. There's a trap door. Done. And the trap door is, is three or four boards nailed together, and it's got a leather strap on it. They didn't do a good job of hiding that. No, they didn't. It was under the table. Mo. Side note, most trapped, most people kept their cellars outside during this time. Like a bulkhead? So most people that would see these cellars yeah, would think it was very head. unusual to see that. So he saw that and he knew what was under there. He pulls open that strap and the stench Aww. that he was smelling earlier has multiplied by a thousand and it knocks him on his ass. It is so strong. It's the scent of decomposition. Not like he smelled before, but on a whole new level. Because remember, he was looking for his brother. That wasn't just the scent of his brother decomposing. His men go down in that cellar. And the funny thing is, they don't find any bodies. No bodies at all. What do you mean? But they do find, because they took the candle down there with them. Three feet, three feet deep of this dirt. Because this family, this Bender family that I was telling you about, 
had dug a cellar under their house. Three feet deep of this dirt was red. It was blood red. Poles of blood has permanently soaked this dirt. But there were no bodies at all. And and keep in mind they had they had to put their scarves on their nose. I mean this was unbearable. The stench. So think about it. There were obviously people a mass a load of people died here. This Bender family was living for three years with dead people under the cellar. Does that make sense? Like in the apparitions of the dead, like the spirits, they were living this shit. That's how empty these guys were. Okay, so Colonel York was fucking pissed now. He knew that their body's somewhere. They're not in there. Where are they? They gotta be somewhere close. To the, like the, but the soil is just just red red blood? three feet deep that doesn't make any sense. because when you kill someone like i'm going to tell you how they did the blood pulls out all the blood oh. comes out the oh. big artery and it just and if you got more than one people it just sits there and blood doesn't like to go away okay colonel york knew that the bodies were somewhere they go outside again and he's looking around and it's hot as shit he's looking around couldn't see anything Thinks he sees something over there, kicks some dirt. No, fuck, nothing. Nothing. Damn it. The guys are, they have their shovels everywhere. They're wiping sweat off their brow. They're just, they can't find anything, right? They they actually brought these, do you guys know what um rebar is? No. Re, it's kind of this long metal rod. Mm-hmm. They brought these metal rods with them. It's this long metal rod. Yeah. And so they were shoveling, 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 but that gets hard to do after a while. So what they do, they're looking for bodies. Right. They stick this rod in, and that's how they find for bodies. So that's what they were using. So Colonel York, he gets frustrated. He's like, I know my brother, and because, and I forgot to mention earlier, um, the doctor wasn't the only person that went missing. There are people that go missing all the time. Right. I mean, this is Osage Trail. Right, yeah. But there has been... And exponential growth, as the economists say, of people missing. Now, was it just like wealthy people that they were concerned about or just like what I say concerned about? Was there a higher number of people of a certain status that went missing or was it just a, a higher number of people that were going? Um, yeah, I mean, the people missing did have uh, did have at least medium wealth, you know. As I'll get into later, kind of like their uh, method, they had certain rules for who they killed. Hmm. But, all right, so Colonel York, frustrated, climbs on top of this cabin. And after this, I'll show you pictures of this, because this is when photography was a thing. They, they All this is pictures, photos. So anyway, Colonel York climbs on the, on the cabin, mm-hmm. and he's looking, 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 to get like a bird's eye view. Get a bird's eye view. Because the way that Kate Bender structured this was diabolical. Like the way she did it, she was a mastermind. Right? Do? And he looks over and guess what he sees? He sees some trees of apple orchard. He sees an apple orchard. And the apple orchard looks kind of weird because there's trees there all lined up like they should be. But there's mounds beside each other. There's six or seven mounds right beside each other of dirt that should be leveled. I mean, what's the point? And then as soon as he saw that, he knew. Those are shallow graves. Those are bodies. 
Those are bodies. And he yells out in his voice, Men, I see graves. I see graves over yonder by the apple orchard. They go over there. One of the posse member takes his, that long rod, shoves it into the ground of one of those mounds, pulls it out, and there's an article of clothing on it, like uh, some overalls. So he's like, what the hell is this? He pulls it back, and there's rotten flesh mm-hmm. on this stick that has wrapped itself around this bar. Right then, they knew they weren't here investigating a missing brother or a few missing people trying to get some answers. They knew that this, this family went on a murder spree. And the first day alone... They found seven bodies by day two when all the townsfolk, a.k.a. the entire town, goes out there to the Bender Inn. They find 11 plus numerous body parts. What? Numerous body parts. The first body pulled out, Dr. York. Mm. His brother. Poor guy. Mm. First body to pull out of the grave. Right? So that was this family. Now, keep that in mind. So, now this family had three rules for killing someone. So, they operated this inn. They didn't give a shit about selling tobacco and oats to your freaking horse. They don't give a shit. That's not making them any money. Okay? Rule number one. Only kill single male riders. Hmm. There's four of us. We're all in this together. You don't want to kill a whole family. Although, I will throw in there. There was a child found. Oh, no. I know. I had to throw that in there. But not to give justice to the family, because I don't want to do that, because this... But the child was not beaten, but it is thought that the child... I'm talking about three-year-old child, a girl still wearing her dress. She had, like, one shoe still on, was buried alive. That's, like, Schindler's List level description. That's what happened. They found this child that wasn't beaten, murdered, but was buried alive. Just worse. That's that's. How can you do that? Yeah. So now you're getting a good picture, right? Rule number one: When a writer comes up, make sure he's alone. Right. Mm-hmm. Rule number two: Make sure he has some money on him. You can tell by his clothes. You know, John Junior. Was good at, he was the horse, so they they all come in horses, right? Right. So immediately he would take the horse and go to the stable, because they had a, a barn stable built too. Mm-hmm. Take it to the stable. And it's usually customary in that time to have hidden pouches on the horse's saddle somewhere for your money, because like I said, they were carrying their whole net worth, mm-hmm. right? So they want to hide it. And usually they had guns, Right. I mean, that's why they only kill a single male rider, because you know he's packing. He's got to protect himself, if nothing else, from wolves. Yeah. Right? And number three, and this is the one that they failed to keep, don't kill anyone that will be missed, mm. like a prominent doctor from southeastern Kansas with a brother that's a war vet oh, yeah. and a state senator of Kansas. Don't kill anyone like that. Mm. Busted. 
Yep. But, and I haven't even got into their method of murdering, but the reason they killed that doctor, and I'm going to use him as during the method. So Dr. York, the reason they killed him, he was, he went to the benders not knowing anything. He actually went, he left his practice to go find a friend of his that was missing. Cause there's a lot of people missing. Mm-hmm. They're popping up everywhere. So he goes to find a friend that was missing for weeks and so he stops it. They yeah. technically broke that rule twice then. What do you mean? Since the doctor was looking for his friend. Uh, the only one they killed that would be missed was the doctor. They didn't kill the friend. They killed the friend, but his friend didn't fit that category. He but was they just didn't a, know that, though. Uh, well, they made us. He wasn't a doctor, a physician. See, in a, in a town that small, it's not like now you got like a doctor's office every mile. A, phys, a town had one physician. That was it, right? So if he goes missing, then everyone doesn't get medical care, and then they start to wonder, "What the hell, man?" Like, gotcha. So the, the yeah. Friend was he wasn't a doctor. Right, right, right. But he was although, missed. Although he was missed because his friend he, wasn't looking Yeah, for him. he was missed. But they probably, she, Kate Bender, she was really methodical on who she chose. And she, at the time, didn't think that he would be missed. Okay. So I'm going to tell you the method of how this Bender family, if you want to call them that, it's fictional family, yeah. killed people. And I'm going to use Dr. York as an example. Okay. Okay. Because this is... So this is how they kill all their people. Everyone they killed. And this is how you know. And even today, even today, guys, you could still find, and I'm not saying that they do, but there's no exact count of how many people were murdered. So if you find these markings, then they were most likely from the Bender family. And I'm going to use the doctor... And Dr. York was a little different because he was actually, he came in to the Bender home and straight interrogated him. So this is why they actually broke the rule. But Kate Bender, when they come in and they pass all the rules, she would give the family a signal. Now, it's speculation, but the signal may have been something like, we're having pork tonight, right? Mm -hmm. That means this guy is good to go. He's not going to be missed. He's got money and he's by himself. Right. And we have a clear, there's no one coming in behind him. You know, no one's looking. Mm -hmm. We can dispose of this guy real quick. Um, If he passes all those, if he doesn't, perhaps the signal was we're having potatoes tonight. That means maybe he will be missed. You know, maybe he doesn't have money, you know, stuff like that. It was a very precise thing. But if she said, we're having pork tonight, that means it's go time. Pa Bender would get out of the chair, or if he, wasn't, if he was already out and in the kitchen, he would go in there and get ready. Now, his killing tool was, uh, he had three hammers. These were found in a crime scene. Interesting side note, um, uh, a few years ago, they actually tried to take the actual evidence hammers and do a forensic file, just kind of like, just to do it to see if they can get DNA from it, just to see how good the technology was. That was kind of interesting. Yeah. I don't think they the drug the blood was too dried up. I don't yeah. think they could use it. But all right, time. so picture a cabin, right? The cabin was partitioned with this. Uh, it was a, it was a white. 
bed sheet. So you're Dr. York. You come in here, and then you finally agree, because I'm Kate, and I've been flirting with you, mm-hmm. showing my cleavage, or not cleavage, but, you know, well, talking maybe. you up. Even after you've been interrogating me mm-hmm. and almost blaming me of being up to no good, mm-hmm. you finally decide to eat with us, right? Mm-hmm. You decide to stay and get at least a, a meal. All the victims are going to sit in the same spot. And this spot is right behind the curtain that partitions. Now, the other side is used for sleeping. So, if you know, if you decide to stay, you can go on the other side. Mm-hmm. But you, the victim will always sleep here. And my back is towards it. The, the, your back is towards it. And here's the reason. So, is this why there were, like, no wall? It was just a one-room cabin. And they just used this one. Use the sheets to partition. Exactly. It was just a one-room cabin, probably 600 square feet. And they used a... A dusty old white blanket. It may have been some kind of cowhide or something like that. Just a blanket to hold up. But here's the importance behind that. Because you're sitting in that chair like you are now. Here, hold it up, Jen. And then if you if you look around, Jen, to the other side, yeah. do you see where Nicole is? Can you see her silhouette? Yeah. So now Pa Bender is on the other side. You don't see him. No. But he sees the outline of your head. Yeah. He knows where to hit you. Does oh, that make boy. sense? Okay. So Pa Bender. This feels very uncomfortable. I feel very unsafe in my own yeah. home. So Pa Bender, behind the canvas, after Kate is like, we're having pork tonight. And then she gives maybe another nod. Because the whole time she's been flirting with this guy, right? So even your Dr. York, you're a doctor. Right, I am a doctor. And even though you break the rules, you you you're suspicious of us. Am I? You are. That's why we have to break the rule. But since you're a doctor, hey, I'm in the the spirituality stuff. Like I know medical stuff. Look at me. I'm Kate Bender. Let's talk about this. Do you be, do you believe in astrology? All this stuff. She's flirting with you, right? And you're you're taking a liking to it because you've never seen a girl like this, especially around these parts. She's very pretty, and she's got a very prominent German accent. So she's flirting with you, but all of a sudden she gives a signal without you seeing. She gives a signal to Pa behind the curtain. And what he does next is he takes that hammer that he's got, one of the three hammers, and he smashes it right into the back of your skull as hard as he can. And this is a grizzly man. He's 6'2". He's of German descent. He's a big guy, a bear, a grizzly bear. And he's using all his strength to just into the back of your skull and you don't die from that you don't die from that most people don't die from getting hit that hard because you know your skull is pretty thick yeah so well that ain't gonna solve anything you have a hard head that ain't gonna solve anything well kate bender's sitting right well actually kate bender would be on that side right Mm -hmm. he hits your head boom and then as immediately you slump forward because you just had, had the shock of your life so Kate Bender, she, the whole time she's been fondling this knife, this razor-sharp knife, this rusty old handle, this wooden handle with this, like, rusty-looking blade. Nice. The whole time she's been thumbing through that thing. As soon as you slump forward, she grabs the back of your hair, and she pulls your head like that, and she takes ah. this knife, and she slits from your right ear, or excuse me, your left ear, all the way to your right ear in a split second. Right after you were hit, 
she has a knife to your ear and she literally just cut cuts your whole throat cut open. your entire throat on without you even you're still delirious from the hammer that just hit you right you weren't dead from the hammer you're definitely dying now that you got your throat cut and like a pack of wolves this is what makes the family so demented like a pack of wolves no nope no 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 no, 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 no. It's no cannibalism, I promise. Okay. They found the bodies, remember? <laughs> like a, maybe it's a bad analogy. Like a pack of, um, like a pack of fiends, they immediately rush over because number one, they don't want all your damn blood to be, you know, pulling up on their wood, on their floor. They got to clean that. You know, they don't want to be spotted. They don't want someone to come in and be like, what's all that blood there? You know? They, they're going to do this quick, and it's real quick. They got this to a, a science. That's why she's like an entrepreneur. She's always making her she's, system more efficient. effective. Yeah. yeah. So, Pi hits you, boom, back of the head. She grabs your hair, jerks your head back, cuts you from ear to ear. Then you fall on the floor. The chair goes with you. You fall, like, spazzing out. The whole family, all four, John Jr., Ma, Pa, and Kate are down there, and they're ripping off everything, your watch, your whatever, your jewelry, your ring. They're looking for coins, cash. They're, they're getting you dry, everything you got. And within literally 15 seconds, they open that strap of that trap door, and they push you down in there so you don't pull up on their floor. Hmm. And either they take you out then, it depends, because you're in the open prairie. You don't want people to see you dragging a dead body out. But the only point they got the cellar is so they, they you don't pull up their floor. So they, it's your blood. So they throw the bodies in there so that the exactly. blood Some, seeps into the soil. Exactly. And they take the body out. Which is why there was so much dirt that was blood red. Because it was blood red. Mm. But sometimes, sometimes they take you out immediately and throw you in a shallow grave that may have already been dug by John or Pa. Sometimes they have to wait till nightfall. You don't want people. I mean, there's a lot of people traveling on this trail. This is like, it's a busy trail. There's a lot of homesteaders. Remember there's 1.6 million people taking advantage of this offer. A lot going up this trail. They don't want people to see. That's why they're way in the back. So sometimes they got to go out on nightfall, drag you out, from the bottom of the house, and then bury you, you know? But they all have that, and that's why I'm saying, if you see a skull today, if you're ever around that rest stop, and you see a skull, or you see some bones coming out, and you look at the back of that skull, if they got that mark on the back of their skull, where it's caved in, it looks like a hammer, hmm. it's probably a bender victim. Wow. So, Jen, don't you <laughs> think it's interesting, I mean... So she's a so she's a uh, type of femme fatale um in in her own way female serial killer. I mean she's pretty crazy. Yet she's a former prostitute and, and John you mentioned at one point she's a kind of man-hater. It, it, do you think that the rules are on purpose that she's just only going after men who ride alone? I mean I know it's only females that are wouldn't ride alone. Per right. se, but it seems like there's some deep-seated hatred of men and some psychology shit going on there. Well, I mean, it, it would be it would be reasonable to think that you know she's trying to get some sort of revenge 
on victim um on the victims um by the way that she's killing them by some sort of repressed you know she 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 very well may have repressed being raped or um you know something that may have happened in in when she was back in new york it it's very possible that she's trying to that she's using her past experience just to try to to make a point hmm. um i mean yeah especially if she was kind of raped to the point of almost dying yeah well, that's 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 speculation well point out that is very likely that that happened but i only saw one account of that although i i mean as you know but it's interesting. It's you know, it's all it's all men. It seem it seems very targeted. It's interesting that she has help yeah. from well, people that she's accepting help from pa, pa Ma, and yeah, well, it's, John. Well, you never find a female writer during that time writing right, alone, right? The, and, the, yeah. That would never happen. But she, there was a victim that was um, unearthed that had his genitals mutilated. And the story behind that sucks for him is yeah. that it was a really well dressed man. Well, he doesn't need it now, I guess you could say. Yeah, I, I believe his name was his last name was Jones. Um, that may not be accurate. I'm, I have to check on that. But a well dressed man comes into the tavern, and he's wearing brand new cowboy hat. He's wearing brand new Stetsons. He's talking about investments and all this stuff. He's showing off. He's showboating. He's a younger guy, and Kate. You know, he she went through all her rules, but I mean, she she knew this guy wasn't. I mean, you don't come in in brand new Stetson with a brand new Stetson and brand new cowboy boots. You're out in the middle of the prairie. What's this guy doing? Mm. But I mean, it's still you. Those boots were so expensive. He had to get them from somewhere. So he may have been a train robber or what have you. Mm. But the story goes, they he was a victim, and when they like a pack of wolves ravaged him. They found a total of 40 cents, which is nothing on his person. And he is the one she immediately, because this is a long process. I mean, they could get caught for doing this. Right. So every victim has to be carefully planned. And if they don't make money off this, because they're doing this for profit. I mean, they're getting, I mean, most likely they're probably getting 10. I mean, in today's world, not saying we should do this, but you know, they're getting 10, 20,000 per, per person. You know, and it's estimated that they probably left town with like up to 500 grand from doing this. Wow. So they're very calculating on who they rob. And she lost her, I mean, not lost her temper, but she went into another state and she took that knife that she cuts people's you know necks with and she stabbed his genitals multiple times, hmm. a lot, like in a rage. So that may be a psych- psychological issue. Hmm. But... She was she was a very interesting um person number 1 she she was very powerful and even the whole the whole family she ran the whole family she was the leader the ringleader well, there's yeah they weren't even a family but she was definitely the alpha Yeah I there's one account I read keep in mind John or Pa Bender was not related to Kate but he was a raging alcoholic, and with that comes a lot of tension. Right. And people like that can make mistakes. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. there was one uh, report that he was at the, a local creek, Drum Creek. He got into a verbal argument with a fisherman, 
a fellow fisherman and killed him. Dumped his body in the creek. Right on the spot? Right on the spot. Kate, Kate, the ringleader, was pissed, you know. I mean, she was really mad. And his tension would get so out of whack that, and keep in mind, they weren't related, he would, or she would take him out back to the barn and satisfy him. Wow. Sexually to get his tension under control once or twice a month. And that was kind of like his motivation for being, you know, not, not blowing their cover. You know what I'm saying? Because they needed him. He was a big guy. He's the, he was the muscle. He was the muscle, you know, him and John Jr. Like they, they, Kate and you know, her, her mom couldn't do this by themselves. Right. So they had to keep him under control. So, um, Hmm. she would go out to the barn with old Pa Bender and take care of him. Ew. So, but yeah, she was a very dis- deranged girl. When the when Colonel York went in there, and after the, the investigation, and they unearthed 11 bodies total the second day, numerous body parts, and inside the cabin, and this doesn't mean she was deranged, but there was the Zodiac, he saw the Zodiac symbols, the 12 symbols. Mm-hmm. And they were etched into the floor, and he didn't know what he was staring at for hours. And he didn't know what they were, right? And I don't even know really what they are. But, I mean, she was, she was really into the astrology, numerology stuff. Mm-hmm. So, But right. why was, can we just go, just re, yeah. re, rewind a little bit. So you said that Colonel... York was there 18 hours ago. I was ago just gonna go there with his brother. Yes. So, no, 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 no. By himself. Colonel York was there by himself. Okay, let me, let me. That's so why point. was he there? So he went to go look for his brother there the, the next day. Yeah. But, but why was he there in the first place? Okay. He Colonel York goes to look for his brother, and his brother Doctor York went to look for his friend that right. didn't come back. Doctor York didn't come back. Now Colonel York goes out by himself, and what he does is he retraces the routes, kind of like you would today, and he knocks on every cabin door. He talks to everyone, pass, every passerby, everyone, everyone. Mm-hmm. And what he, what he noticed is that everyone up until the Bender house had seen his brother. Everyone past the Bender house, never seen him. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, right? And not only that, Interesting. not only that, when he, the, the, this is the reason why he, and he would have been there sooner. And if he had the men at the time, this story would have ended. If he had the men at the time, they would have arrested him, but he right. knew he couldn't take on, four he people. couldn't take he on four do, people. He would have been another missing person. Yeah. He would have been a missing person. But when he was coming out, all right, no, excuse me. When he was going up to the cabin the first time before he kicked it in, this is 18 hours before, he's by himself. He's he's doing his routine questioning. He didn't think anything of the benders at the time. Right. Just another stop. He demounts his horse, and he talks to the benders, and he doesn't, I mean, he was a war veteran. Right. So he's got a, this sense of, he's got this sixth sense of his surroundings. He knew something was not quite right. And Kate Bender kept trying to flirt with him and get him inside, and he just wouldn't go inside. He didn't go inside at all. He was like, no, I don't want to go. So he was a missed victim, a missed opportunity for them. Exactly. They would have killed him. Not because 
the, he broke the rules, but because they had to. Like Dr. York, they had to kill him because... Wow. Because he was suspecting the benders. Right. So they, they, so they knew as soon as he left and didn't come inside, they had to peace the fuck out. So Colonel York, he's like, no, no, I, no, 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 I don't want to go inside. He looks over his right shoulder, does a double take, and you know those horse saddles? You can see those horse, um, still see the horse kind of where you mount your horses? Right. Yeah. There was a saddle there. But no horse. There was a saddle, but no horse. So he, what did they do well, with no, the horses, though? He recognizes that saddle. That's his brother's saddle. Wow. That's his brother's saddle. His brother was a prominent doctor. The horse he, the, he rode was a fine mare, what they you know, call it. It was a nice horse with a nice saddle. That was his saddle. He knows that saddle. It's his brother. It's like your car. Right. It's like your car nowadays. Mm-hmm. Your brother would know what car you drove. Right. My brother would know what it's the same thing. It's like a, a license saddle. plate. Exactly. He knew it right off the bat. He turns back to Kate and it's like, and keep in mind, Pa's not speaking anything. He doesn't know English. Mm-hmm. Ma's pretending she doesn't know English. Mm-hmm. And John is just somewhere else. He's like, what? Who's the, whose saddle is that? That's my brother's saddle. And then Kate's like, well, your brother was here. Your brother was here, but he left, and he probably got killed by the Indians. Now, did she tell him previously that he wasn't there? Yeah, they didn't know him. But now she does know him because he knows. He knows. And then he's luckily he didn't go inside because Paul would have killed him. Wow. I mean, he's he's lucky he managed to escape. Look at a guy like me. Like, I'm I'm 5'10, I'm pretty decent built, right? Right. 190 or whatever. Pa was probably 6'2", 6'3", probably pushing 250, 260. You can't shoot that guy enough. And he's drunk, and he's angry, and he's bitter. And he is looking to kill, because there's a point where you already made enough money. So why do you keep killing people? you got to satisfy urges. Mm, They think Pa was... I mean, do you really need an equivalent of $500,000? Exactly. you got to satisfy those urges of that old, angry man. And he gets those urges by killing people. So, or getting blown by his yeah. daughter. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And which is another reason why her mom was pissed. Because didn't, he didn't get it in from her. Only the daughter. <laughs> but so he, saw, so he, he sees that and he rides back man, as fast as he can. Because he knows, but he knows he can't do anything by himself. He gets his posse. As soon as dawn hits, he's back. 18 hours later. Where our story started. Gone. Wow. Vanished. Vanished into the fact where I was talking about earlier. Pisses people off because you don't know how it ended. Hmm. They're just, they, they're, no one, and no one's like spotted them since then. And there hasn't no. been any other like victim Plenty. or anything like that. Plenty of spottings. Really? One really? spotting in Paris. Kate Bender found in Paris. Kate Bender found in Mississippi. Kate... Bender found in Africa, all over the place, right? Well, th- this that, is a major news story. Well, that's major. What, that's what makes, you know, photography such a major part of this story. If we didn't have, if this, if this is when, you know, yeah. when, like, how would, how would there's one surviving picture of Kate. Now, how would really? they know? Can we see? Yeah, yeah can we I see? have it. Because you know what I mean, like, how would they know exactly who it is? Like, because, oh, sorry, cut you off. No, I was. That was a thought. I was done. Because this, Jen. 
identical. This was more than just a simple crime. This made headlines. In fact, most of the newspapers I read weren't even from Kansas. This is a very small town. Very small. Like one horse town. It still is today. This made newspapers across the world. This was this was the biggest story probably that had ever hit. This was huge. And the fact that these the Bender family vanished, swallowed by the prairie, whatever, gone, disappeared into thin air, still drives people crazy. Because with that amount of press and the reward, they had $5,000 on their head, which calculates today probably hundred grand more, mm. plus an extra thousand that Colonel York threw in. There were so many, there were vigilante businesses that formed specifically to find the vendors. There were posses from every state, every sheriff, every deputy, everyone in, in the nation, not just in Kansas. Everybody were looking for these guys, and they left in 18 hours and were freaking gone. Now, I wonder if they split up. That's a very, very popular theory so they did find there's a county called thayer thayer county they found the wagon of john they thought it was john and kate's wagon it was empty couple scenarios here they could have been murdered by vigilantes because keep in mind there was a reward for kate okay here's the thing if you're a vigilante and you find kate bender the most notorious serial killer in the world and she has $10,000 on her head. You would turn her in, right? Yeah. Yeah. I would you? Definitely. Would you? It, when you but, Even but, if it was $10,000 back then, you know, I, yeah, mean, I could use $10,000 today. That's a lot of money, yeah. right? You, you, Yeah. Or would you kill her, search her body, and find five hundred grand on her? Oh. Right? Mm. That could have happened. That could have been a possibility. There could have been... And in fact, when I told you guys earlier that Little House on the Prairie... The actual show or movie I didn't watch the show was was related to this. The I forget the author's name. Uh, Laura Ingalls Wilder. Yeah, Laura Ingalls Wilder. Her she she had a quote, and you can you can verify this. She said that her dad, I think it was her dad or her grandpa, was part of the posse that went out to find Kate oh, Bender. Wow. Oh, because she was in that town. She was in that small town. That's crazy. Yeah. Little house on the so that's why that's why we want to name it Little Slaughterhouse on the Prairie. Yeah, I never, I never, I don't think I ever read that book. I think they stopped by the Benders Inn. I I don't want to put, I I don't want to say that for a fact though. I I don't really know too much. I I saw somewhere that they at least stopped by the inn. I will tell you this though, like I said, it it really drives people crazy of unanswered questions. In 1910, this is a while later. There was an elderly, elderly woman. This is speculation, too. But th- this is actually made news articles. A lot of newspapers talked about this. Because the whole time, people were looking for these benders everywhere. And if they split up, who knows? I mean, they could have... A lot of people said they... In fact, they... The, a vigilante group arrested two women in Michigan. Hmm. Drug them back to Kansas because they looked like Ma and Kate Bender. They dr- apprehended them, handcuffs... Put them in Kansas in the courtroom, had the entire town come through the courtroom and identify them. 
They couldn't identify him. It was like half said it was, half said it wasn't. They had to let him go. Who knows, right? There wasn't detailed records back then. But the story that really made the news, I think it was 1910, maybe a little later. There's a woman, kind of older woman, you know, uh, medical medical problems. She was on her deathbed. Her neighbor, a good friend of hers, you know when you're about to die? No, I've never been (laughs) about to die. Well, from what I hear, like people, you just want to get everything off your chest. Oh, like a last rites type Last rites thing. So she she had something to get off her chest. She wanted to come clean about the murders, some murders that she did in Kansas. And she described those murders in detail. Whoa. That may have been Kate Bender. Very possibly have been Kate Bender. Where was she living? She was in uh, San Francisco, California. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah, and you can still look her up. There's historians to this day that are still trying to link her, that elderly dying woman, to Kate Bender. And what did the elderly dying woman go by at that time? What was her name? The The news article I'm reading now is from the Colorado Historic, or excuse me, no, it's from the Montrose Daily Press, Volume 2, Number 246, dated May 5th, 1910. Headline, Kate Bender died today. San Francisco woman says she had lived a double life for the past 30 years, declares her identity on deathbed. Crimes of the notorious Bender family kept the whole West in the state of excitement for months 30 years ago. Family kept a murder farm, which rivaled that of Miss Guinness, or Miss Guinness, I don't know her name. Special to the press, San Francisco. Did Kate Bender, one of the arch fiends of the century, pass away in the city this morning? Or did the delirium of death cause a fanciful delusions to cloud the last moments of an ordinary, innocent woman? What was crazy about this case, Jen and Nicole, is it caused such a frenzy in every newspaper in the world, literally, that people were coming from all over the country to try to identify loved ones that had... Exactly. So the crazy thing is, guys, if your loved one was missing, right? You can't identify these people. You would go down and you would dig through these dead bodies to see if they were your loved one because you won't closure, right? Mm. So this is what was going on. You see all these town people? Mm. They were they were looking through these bodies, man. It's crazy. Yeah. It's 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 ridiculous. There were hundreds and hundreds of sightings. Kate Bender's here, Kate Bender's there. They vanished, vanished in thin air. No one knows how they did it. There's speculation that they, they, there was a bunch of gypsy groups um, around the town. There's speculation that they went with them. There's other speculation that they went down to Texas because at the time Texas was, you know, mad at the United States, right? Because it was still its own thing. And so you would almost have diplomatic immunity or whatever there in Texas. Right. Um, There's, there's speculation that they, they got adopted by the Indian tribe. Hmm. There's speculation that they got killed by vigilantes and they took the money. I mean, everyone says, and it became such a thing where everyone claimed to have killed the benders. There were so many vigilantes says, I killed him. I killed him. I killed him. Just wanting fame. I'm sure. Just wanting fame. And it, it was a media sensation. It's yeah. it, the, one of the first, right? And especially you have pictures. They never had pictures. Yeah. Right. And you have a family, a family 
with a murder farm. You can't make that up. Quote unquote family. Right. A slaughterhouse on the prairie, man. A oh, murder wow. farm. Crazy. Right? Yeah, I do want to say that for all you ghost lovers, I know you like the ghost, Jen. Um, there are ghost hunters that go and visit the area and claim apparitions, but you're not going to see the benders, right? So you're not going to see the really evil ghost. Um, well, sure, because Kate left there, right? They all left unless there. they yeah. go, unless, unless they came they back. Tag, as go- I'm not into, I'm not 100 into the ghost thing, but um, there are ghost people that say they see. But think about it, the really crazy thing is this family was killing people in their house for three years and living in a small room with Where dead bodies. Smells. So I if can't you even imagine if that. you believe in ghosts, those ghosts were living with that family. So t- what does that do to your psychology when you're you're Kate Bender? And you're you see you've been killing people. Well, she was clearly a fucking whack. I mean, dumping them. Well, there's a difference between you know there's a difference between psychopaths and sociopaths, right? Like the psychopaths don't really know that the, what they're doing is wrong, but a sociopath doesn't really care. What do you think she was? Well, from the story I gave you. Well, I think that it's clear that, I mean, from the story that you gave me, obviously I wasn't there, two hundred years ago or whatever, one hundred fifty years ago. But it sounds to me like she made a distinct choice. Yeah, it sounds like she knew what she was doing. Yeah. You know, they had a very... Systematic. It was, it was methodical. It was diabolical. It was a way to get quick money, if you will, especially yeah. with the way that they killed the people. Um, very businesslike. You know, it was... It, yeah, it was down to business. It was... Codes. Here's the criteria. Here's the code and kill them. Entrepreneurs. Here's how we're going to kill could, them. She could essentially probably write a handbook on how to kill people. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. if you were to open a business and yeah. be like, this is our policy. A franchise. Our, a franchise. Yeah. <laughs> Murder right. farm franchise. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean for, from my point of view, um, it doesn't sound like... I mean, the only thing that would... It, it, it does from your background that you gave me. It doesn't sound like she had any, um, you know, men, mental illnesses. But it's also coming from a time period where that wasn't really yeah. a yeah. focus. That's true. It's coming from a time period where if you were mentally ill, yeah. it was it, it was treated much differently than today. You don't just you know you don't have the the scientific um you, you don't have the science yeah you know what i mean like 1870s you had early psychology but nothing like it was today people were just trying to understand it yeah so we're thinking she's possibly earlier early sociopath i would i would categorize her more of a sociopath than a psychopath without having the without having the 100 percent background of her um only because you know it, it it doesn't the only thing that i could think of is if she started to develop this from maybe a post-traumatic stress disorder type yeah. of situation it could have been she, if yeah. she was if that report of her being you know especially as a prostitute you know she's selling her body right which you know people are you know it, it, regardless of whether it was sexually traumatic it's still a traumatic experience to be doing that exactly you know exactly so i mean ptsd could be a strong possibility for her to, mm. and you know and people don't 
you know, people don't understand that. Even the people that suffer from that don't understand, you know, once that, once you have that disorder, you're changed. It's not like something that you can just fix. It's trauma, yeah. So it could have stemmed from that or, you know, who knows? So Mm. it's hard to say without having... Without having the cycle, uh, without having the scientific um, advances that we have today in the mental health system that we have today, it's hard to make a diagnosis. But yeah. it, it does sound um, it, it could go either way. Yeah.